I'm Tabitha Tatro. And I'm Lauren Lermet. And welcome back to the Performance Anxiety Podcast, the show where we cry ourselves to sleep, even though we really shouldn't. I mean, I think we should. I mean, that's It helps a lot. (laughs) I once had a student who told me one day, he looks at me in the cafeteria and he goes, last night I had a really good cry. I'm like, dude, me too. Like, thank you for being honest about this. We all just need that good cry and doing that way too frequently. I can't imagine why. <laughs> Looks at burning garbage can that is everything. <laughs> but our guest today is one of my favorite Twitch streamers on the platform, which I understand puts a high standard on her and she's probably like, dear God. And I'm like, no, this is, this is how I feel. Abby, thank you for being here and also chatting with us beforehand as well and being so awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you. So first question that I would like to ask is uh, what is a what's a time that you felt like the most anxious streaming on uh, the, on Twitch thus far? Yeah, for um, for Black History Month, we did a stream for Black Girls Code which is an organization that helps uh, young black women and non-binary people help to get into like um, engineering programs, coding, anything like science related fields. Um, But we did a 12 hour live stream for it. And I, there's, there's something about, I'm never nervous when it's just like, you know, I'm just streaming to stream or even if I'm doing a long stream, that's just kind of a long stream for no reason, but it makes me nervous to, have to represent my community and also you know you want to succeed obviously you want to raise a lot of money for a charity that you really care about so that's probably the most stressed i've been yeah how did you um overcome that while you were streaming it like what helped you push to like be like i'm i'm gonna finish this i'm gonna be able to do this you know i have really wonderful uh people who help moderate my channel um they're not only just mods they're some of my closest friends in the world and they are just so good at, um, they're just really wonderful people and good about just being like, I'm the type of person that when I get anxious, like you can't talk me down. I'm going to cry and like, you know, freak out, but they're good at being like, okay, cry, freak out, go ahead. Like they'll just kind of sit and be patient. Um, and then, you know, afterwards they'll be like, why are you worried? And I was like, ah, Beats me now, but they're just really wonderful people. I'm really thankful to have them as well as I have a really wonderful partner who's also very patient with me. Uh, I am just <laughs> someone who needs people to be patient with me. I'm baby. I need people's patience. I get that. I get that. And having that sense support system and being able to be like, I just need to do this and finding people like that is amazing. It, having that support system to feel like you can be like, okay, I did this let's keep going definitely and it's like this thing of like you know realistically and i think i've realized this a lot in the past couple months nothing is really ever a big deal like it seems like it's a big deal but it's not going to be a big deal in like a week it's not going to be a big deal in a month so why is it going to be a big deal now so i kind of just try to calm down at things 
Yeah, that's actually like a really, I know I've said this before, but I really like that mindset Mm -hmm. because it's nice to be like, is the world going to stop turning? And like thinking about it in that perspective, like, am I going to lose my hand over this? You know, like last time I lost my hand over something. I was just thinking you were making a Game of Thrones reference. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. We We don't talk about that show anymore. (laughs) Every time I've had to do a COVID test, I'm like, I have COVID. I am going to die in two weeks. I have COVID and I'm dead. So I definitely like, it's hard to like avoid that mindset of just like, you know, sometimes it's also nice to just be like, okay, well, this is the worst thing that can happen to me if something happens. But it also can just be a really toxic mindset to be in of, this is the worst thing that can happen to me. And if this happens and this happens, and if this happens and this happens, you know, you can go in and on. You can almost doom scroll in your brain for days on end, but it won't do much. Exactly. That's how I do. Yeah. Just doom scroll forever. That's a really good way to put that is doom scrolling in my mind being like, well, if I, you know, trip over this and then, you know, the next thing, you know, you're, you're in a box and you just have to stay there forever now in an attic you've joined toy story three that's where you are that's now. <laughs> that's my brain is 100 percent a toy story three addict i'm just rex sitting there like <laughs> you can't move they put a camera on you and you're just like well i want to use my head this is an icon we all know this i know he needs more love. Like, why isn't that a bigger cultural piece in our society right now? I wanted to get him tattooed on me the other day. I was thinking about stupid tattoos I could get because it's 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 forever, but like temporary. If I really don't think about it. Yes. So. Oh, totally. So I had a friend. Um, we used to go to the state fair, and the first time we went to the state fair, we went to the tat like the temporary tattoos and she's like i want to get a tattoo of barney on my boob so then every year our tradition was we would drive to the state fair listening to the oj's christmas which has the dirtiest christmas song of all time it's a whole nother topic and then we would go get tattoos of barney on our boob oj simpson has a christmas song? no the oj's they're like a a Motown group? I don't know if Motown's the best way to describe them. OJ Simpson doesn't like do anything other than like murder and play golf nowadays. So yeah. <laughs> he has no music. Okay. Listen, I was very concerned that this was either in an album. Look, no, no, no shade to the to the OJ fans out there. I apologize. I'm terrible with music. I'm an uncultured garbage can. However, I was very concerned that you were listening to OJ Simpson's Christmas album or just cans or like cartons of OJ just no 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 it's, it's the OJs and most of them are covers but they have an original on there called I'm what you want this Christmas it is the dirtiest Christmas song in the whole wide world even more dirty than Christmas shoes don't need no batteries it's unbreakable comes with a warranty those are some of the words that's kind of fire I'm not gonna lie. It's seriously like it is simultaneously the best and worst Christmas song ever, and everyone needs to listen to it as soon as you can. I I think I'm on it right now. I'll, I'll do I, it. I definitely <laughs> got that CD, and my, I got that CD. I mean, my mom bought me the OJ's Christmas CD at Kohl's for a dollar, like in May when all the Christmas stuff was ninety percent off. So I have that CD somewhere. Fucking thrifting, love it. It's the best. 
listen to that song, everyone, right now. That is your assignment. I'm giving homework assignments to people who are not my students. You're welcome. Okay. I'll do it. <laughs> so to get uh, somewhat back on this track, um, how long have you been streaming for quite a while now? Right, Abby? Just a um, little over a year, a year, a couple months. Awesome. So you are a, you're a partner on Twitch, right? I'm an affiliate. Hell yeah. Me too. Um, do you feel in your experiences streaming, like being an affiliate and being on the platform for a year, do you feel like it's different for you as um, streaming as um, a woman than compared to like other people on the platform? Well, yeah, to some extent, I think it also like, it depends what circle you're kind of in on Twitch. Mm -hmm. um as well because a lot of like streamers i follow i follow very few men um and if i do they're you know extremely inclusive men um who recognize that they are on a platform that is dominated by male dominated and they're willing to give other people the spotlight i remember very early on in my career i have a friend named um his name is crub tv but he is a very successful streamer um he's doing really well for himself but early on, he rated me with, like, at the time, with 30 viewers. But for me at the time, with, like, five, that's huge. Um, and he is one of the only, he was one of the only people at the time that did something like that for me. Um, and it was just really sweet. And I appreciate him a lot. So there, there are men on the platform who definitely can understand that they have to, they should be facilitating their audience to other people. But it also comes to this territory that there's not a lot of large black female streamers specifically. Um, the ones that are definitely don't get front page partner. They're not being front page. They're not being, you know, featured on Twitch's Twitter, whatever. They and a lot of them are getting sponsorships. Uh, there's a streamer caller called Ebonic Sims, and she just made like an entire like a refresh of a Sims pack with the Sims team, and she's working with them. One of the others I know just worked with Final Fantasy, um, Final Fantasy 14. She just got like a little PR package from them. A lot of them are making like really big waves, but they're not being noticed because it's just a male dominated platform. And I think Twitch, I, I kind of have a theory that Twitch partly does it to protect female streamers. They're worried that if they give them that platform, that there might be that backlash that might actually end up hurting them more in the long run. But it's also just a lot of like, I wish more male, bigger, larger male streamers understood that they will be okay if, you know, they went, like, if they went a day without revenue, they would be completely fine. Um, they're earning five, six times as much as most like affiliates are, um, which is where most people are on stream. There's more affiliates and partners in currently on Twitch. If they gave that to the affiliates, it would be so much better. And not just like, you know, I'm a firm believer in rating people with lower viewership than me just because it just, why would I pass my viewership on to somebody with, you know, 25, 1.5 thousand follow followers, people watching at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, if they stopped rating their friends, <laughs> there would simply be less of this divide on Twitch. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Wow. I, I guess I never really thought of like, I guess just because when I like from my experience on Twitch, I don't normally like see like the for you page. I just kind of like follow my friends on there that I know. Mm -hmm. And that is like a big 
that is yeah that's that kind of sucks because it's like you i get it that they're like you said like they might be trying to protect them but at the same time it's also like why aren't you giving them that opportunity to maybe see if they don't even need that protection you know well, and it's like in general with like Twitch, like there are like a lot of female streamers who are popular. There's um, Pokimane's one of the big ones yeah. and she's really wonderful. And she's also, I believe, I know she's of Asian descent. I don't remember if she's Filipino or not, but I think she is. Um, but she's really wonderful. And there's a lot of other um, streamers that are smaller that, um, or a lot of other streamers that are partner that are female. But there is a like genuinely large gap between white creators and minority creators um that's yeah. almost worse than the male to female ratio yeah so what do you think is a factor in that do you think it's just not being featured do you think like there's like a like a block there um it's not being featured and they also a couple months ago twitch introduced tags that you can have like a black tag a genderqueer lgbt whatever types tags that you may have Mm -hmm. And when they started doing it, when they first even announced it, I was like, this is going to cause hate rates. This is where the hate rates stem from, is those tags. Um, and Twitch said a really big problem with hate rates. Mm -hmm. People were basically using that to target people because now you have all these Black creators in one spot. You can hate rate them, follow bot them, lower their view counts. They are all in one spot. They are all in one area. So it becomes this thing of Twitch trying to do it's almost twitch trying to do the right thing and it they don't think through how much harm it can really cause obviously i'm happy the tags there i would want more black creators to find i still use it sometimes to find if i want to afraid somebody new i use it to find other black creators but it also hurts people so much i mean the hate rates have been a problem on twitch for about two three months now mm -hmm. um to the point where i know people that have quit streaming because it's just not worth the stress. I had a friend, my friend Loco, every single time he has streamed for like a couple streams in a row, he was getting hate rated with like people like, they like inappropriate images in chat or they will go into a black streamer's chat and call them the N word or, you know, they will purposely misgender streamers, like things like that, where it's like, Twitch is somewhat trying to help, but they, by creating a tag specifically for a minority group of people, you are making them more visible to people who will harm them. Even if they're more visible to themselves than to other people who may want to experience that type, it's almost doesn't outweigh the harm that it causes. Yeah, and you called it, like you, you really called it because that's been a huge problem on the platform. Like as of recording this of like, the hate raids have been horrible. Um, I don't know if you know much about it, but no, I, I, this is all something that I'm very unfamiliar with and I can see how, you know, they obviously had, this is a well-intentioned thing. Like they want to show that people have these different identities and build those people up, but obviously not well thought through. Cause the first thing I thought of is, you know, I haven't gamed a lot, but I know that female gamers get a lot of hate from a lot of people and I've seen a lot of posts where you've got like middle school boys saying incredibly sexist things to grown women and I love it when those grown women are able to get receipts and tell tell these kids that mom <laughs> yeah, like girls. that is the best vengeance listen <laughs> and all I'm saying is if my daughter does any of that stuff 
She's got nothing coming. You hear that, Yuffie? You hear that, sleepy baby? You don't. You're sleeping. But it's true. We're putting it in your subconscious right now. Exactly. (laughs) It's like the same thing of like, if you think, like, if I think back to high school, like the kids that were in like the gay straight alliance, you know, they're in the gay straight alignments. They're going to get more targeted or get targeted more kids that are inquired where people think it's nerdy. They're going to get targeted more because they know what you're in. It's almost like the Twitch in general feels like high school <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. in general. Um, but it's those moments where it just makes it so obvious. And especially, you know, you have these popular kids who I'll, some of them were getting hate rated. Some of the more popular streamers, um, Hassan Piker, um, he got, hate rated a couple times and you know it's hard to catch it because when you have 1.5 people in chat and you don't have your chat on like a slow mode where messages aren't coming in as fast those messages are flying by so fast you're not reading them and it's hard for mods to read them too i've modded fast chats like that where it's stressful to read everything um so it becomes this thing of like you know it's getting more it's getting better now that the popular kids have had it happen to them. You know, mm-hmm. they've they've been the ones of the bullying. But I mean, even when we first started talking about the hate reads happening on Twitch, it had been happening for smaller streamers for months um, and being follow-botted. Like all of that was happening to smaller streamers for months. Yeah. So just one last question on the whole hate raid thing. What do you think would be, just like in your opinion, as somebody who is an affiliate on Twitch and has seen this happen, what do you think is the best course of action that either streamers can take or that Twitch should take in order to help stop this? So for streamers, my dear friend Sari actually created a bot called SariBot who will do a lot of things to help hate raids. Um, basically, when you type in like the command, It clears chat so no messages go through. It turns on emote only and subscriber only. So only people that are subscribed can send messages. Um, And it does all this kind of stuff. Uh, And it's the most helpful thing I've used since um, having these issues. And it's free. Um, And Sari is just a really wonderful human. His bot just actually got verified by Twitch. So it's um, he has a little bit more capabilities now. But on Twitch's part, yeah, I think to begin with, Twitch should have a bot that is a g- bot directly from Twitch. Any bots that you see in Twitch chats, like Nightbot, Helperbot, Seribot, those are all from outside sources. Mm-hmm. Twitch really needs to have their own bot that is moderated by quite a large team uh, to keep others safe. Obviously, nobody can catch every single message in the world. Like, that's fine. Everybody gets that. But the fact that Twitch now is making it so that, like, you can have people verify by phone number in your chat so that they you know they can't follow or chat if they're not verified on their phone that only does some like so much really um because mm-hmm. bots if there's one thing i know bots will find a way around anything um yeah. but there needs to be more of that and there also just needs to be um a better split for partners and affiliates right now for affiliates the split on twitch is 50 50 you earn 50% Twitter and 50%, which is kind of BS because Twitch doesn't, Twitch just facilitates the website and any other site I've been on. Um, I did Rover for a while and it was like an 80% me, 20% Rover split. Like 50, 50 is pretty ridiculous by any standards. Um, even for partners, I think partners, it's like 40, 60, something like that. It's still like stupid high where it's like the amount of time you put into it almost isn't worth it. 
because you're not earning as much as you really should be. But I think also just being able to, I don't know, I wish Twitch did more for moderators in general, because I really think mods should be paid in their Twitch chats. Um, Especially I, one of my mods mods, like four other channels, you know, and that can be busy when you have multiple streaming at one time, you can have every screen open, you know? And so it comes down to this thing, Twitch needs to do more to help out moderators and make it so that either these channels that get partnered and verified can't become hate rate channels. Like there needs to be more monitoring of partners and bigger affiliate channels as well. Last serious question on this topic is, do you feel like you have to um, avoid opportunities or types of content because you are a black woman on Twitch? Um, I guess, I guess no, I kind of just do whatever makes me the happiest. I think I've always had that mindset on Twitch where, um, and for a while it was probably low viewership because I'm just, I just want to play games and hang out. Um, and I think a lot of affiliates feel similarly where it's, you know, it's something you want to pursue, but it's also, you know, you got to keep yourself happy because of it. Um, so I try to play games that other people will like, but that I will also like, I try to find a good middleman. I don't think there's anything I've really steered away from play. There's types of games I'm not really interested. Like I'm not really interested in like MOBAs and MMOs get boring for me quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. But I mean, if somebody asks me, if anybody comes in a chat and they're like, hey, you should play this game, you'd really like it. I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. Usually I check it out off stream. And if I like it, I'll play it on stream. Or if I kind of, usually I'll play for the first like five minutes of the game or watch like the first five minutes of the cutscene. And if I'm like, oh, I dig this, I'm like, okay, I want to play it. But if not, I just won't. That's awesome mindset. I lied. There's one more question about that. Um, (laughs) I know we kind of touched on this uh, when I asked about like what Twitch could do or like partners or affiliates could do um, to help make like the hate raid go away and all that stuff. But um, do you, what can be done or what do you feel uh, you would like to see to help you feel more confident as a streamer? I would just like to see more like black people. There's a lot of really good black streamers that don't get talked about enough. Berlizzi, Mira Mira, uh, Ebonics. They're all really fantastic black streamers um, that just don't get talked about enough. Right now, Twitch is kind of in a weird spot where they're very, they're dominated by very like, it's very either Minecraft SMP dominated, which is like the dream, Tubbo, um, Schlapp people, or it's very esports. Those mm-hmm. are usually the two categories I do best on Twitch, which is funny because Minecraft is like a 15 year old game at this point. Um, and yeah. still, <laughs> so I, huge. I know 15 years, like, I'm like, I, it doesn't seem like that, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know I'm, old. I, I'm like, it's like so much of my life, but um, <laughs> uh, it's really dominated by those types of people. And I wish that it was more diverse Um I would just like to see them push to the front page more. And, you know, I've definitely seen like moments where like smaller streamers get their moment of glory, which is absolutely wonderful. Um, again, my friend Sari has almost doubled his Twitch community due to him, you know, being such a wonderful person and helping out with the raids, which I'm very happy about, but it's just, if there was more opportunities, if Twitch had like either a program in between affiliate and partner, that was like a middleman for people to get like kind of the taste of both the lives had more emote slots because I think that really helps people recognize um, 
like streamers in chat. A lot of streamers I found just because someone used their emo in chat and I just thought it was like so funny or like stupid where I'm like, I have to like follow you now because I want to see like what you do because your emote's so funny. Things like that. Um, Cause affiliates at the moment are only offered a base level of five emotes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you still have to like, I think you still have to unlock them. I don't know if you still do it. It's been a while since I've been a uh, newly on Twitch, but things like that. And then just like offering more, if there were, if Twitch started a better partnership company so that people could have more opportunities for sponsorships, that's like really kind of the, like the one that is more life-changing because the sponsorships that like some people get, like obviously not every sponsorship is for everybody, but if there was more training almost mm-hmm. for people, affiliate, either approaching partner or people who are wanting to get more serious on Twitch, if there was some sort of training to talk about this is what you should be paid. This is what partnerships to be like. Anything like that, Twitch would really like, it would be a different website entirely, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that is, it would be super cool because there's even like sometimes when you do get to that affiliate level, at least, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I have where people are like, hey, we want to sponsor you. And it turns out it's like a scam <laughs> or they like don't have your best intentions. I get like reached out to on Instagram a lot, but for some reason it's only fitness clothes. And I'm like, I don't know if you have really looked at my profile, but that's like <laughs> not me. Yeah. Um, I get a bunch of random ones on Instagram. I feel like that's just like the place for them. I get yeah. ball washing companies. Ball washing? Ball washing. Not like sports balls? No. Like, okay. No. <laughs> Wait, like the balls jacuzzi? Because I almost bought that just because I just thought it was funny. No, they're like, we have washings for uh, your actual balls. And I'm like, I don't have those, but thank you. Is it like, like a, like a, like a, like a wipe? Listen, I, I did. I was afraid to click on it because of like the, um, the uh, ancient uh, prairie woman in me. That's afraid I'm going to get a virus if I click on it, but they have a graphic and they have a whole bunch of different bot accounts that just like spam me sometimes. And they just have like tennis balls in their picture and they're like want clean balls and i'm like am i in the dial-up internet age again stop it (laughs) hot single balls near you (laughs) (laughs) bouncing and rounding and ready for clowning (laughs) i don't get anything fun like that i get raid i've gotten an offer for raid shadow legends <gasps> oh, but come on. <laughs> and that's a meme at this point. <laughs> I literally I thought about it for like two minutes because the like the pay for it is really not horrible. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, it's not a game I would play. It's not a game people I follow would play. So like the what you would have to hit to make the pay probably wouldn't happen for me. And on top of that, I just feel like it's me saying Raid Shadow Legends is just a curse. I feel like if I said it on stream, I would have like eight hate reads in a row. Like something horrible would happen. Like it's like, I don't know, but your goats will have no milk. Like, I feel like that's like the kind of curse I'd get from it. Well, I'm sorry to tell you this, Abby, your uh, episode is sponsored by Raid Shadows. <laughs> you got you to go for the coveted uh, Skillshare that every YouTuber and their mom has now. I That's love like, Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> yes, I'll look at Oedipus to say that. I love it. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you woke up like, what are you fucking people doing? 
hate you. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so uh, they'll be calling you from their lawyers to let you know that. Uh, <laughs> just like, oh, hold on, they're calling. You don't care? <laughs> okay. I'm going to, uh, a Kauai sponsorship. Ooh. I'll think about it. <laughs> Ooh, la, la. Abby, thank you so much for being on our show and chatting with us. This yeah. has been fantastic. Yes, this has been awesome. I love it so much. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm Tabitha Tatro. And I'm Lauren Lehrman. And you know that outro that we never have? It turns out we never have it because it's been norted and divided into 13 things. That's how Kingdom Hearts works, right? Am I right, gamers? Anyone? No? Okay. Go, bestie, go! The Performance Anxiety Podcast is brought to you by Performance Anxiety, Inc. For more information about our mission, upcoming projects, and how to get involved, visit us at the link in the episode note.